Now more than ever, it's so important that we foster and develop emotional intelligence. But did you know that needs are closely linked to emotions? And that when we know our needs and the more we fulfill them, the calmer and happier we are? Hashtag 52 Needs is a podcast that provides insights into how we can all make this happen. My name is Angela Heiser. I'm a professional coach and facilitator. And each week a guest joins me to discuss a different human need and how we can all improve and foster our emotional intelligence. Welcome to Hashtag 52 Needs. And we are talking about trust in everyday life. And I am absolutely delighted to have with me Jill Johnston, who is a highly qualified human resources professional with extensive experience in HR in the media. Over the past 30 years, Jill has honed her ability to operate a coherent and strategic approach to managing people, whilst maintaining the skills and willingness to respond to the complete range of HR policies, processes, and practices. Jill started her HR journey with the BBC in the UK, and as head of people and culture left her mark on Southern Cross Stereo, the largest Australian media network. She now inspires people at the iconic opera, Sydney Opera House. Jill is passionate about creating an empowering workplace culture that is built on trust, courage and creativity, and that enables people to be their best. Welcome, Jill. Hello, Angela. Thank you. Hi. I'm very well, and I'm so delighted to see you because we've known each other for a long time. I just look back, actually. We've known each other for 12 years, almost 13. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, definitely. That's makes sense um first met you um when you were coaching and you were based out of mosman yes uh, you were my my coach my first coach in australia yes and then we've started working together in an organizational context and that went on for quite a while yeah so we're talking trust we've built trust over the years i think definitely so let's talk about how we built that I mean, how do we build trust? Gosh, um, I think, um, look, I think, I think the way we operate in our roles is probably similar to where we operate outside of work mm. in that um, it's all about um, building a relationship with somebody um, where you're demonstrating um, loyalty, um, integrity, um, and um, supporting people and listening to people without judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And with us, I was just reflecting back, like, for example, we, we had scheduled this conversation for yesterday, but you, but there was something that came in that, that, um, that got in the way for you. And I knew you were going to reschedule. You know, that's the trust, because I knew that once once you say you're going to do something, you actually honor that. And that that is very comforting, you know, and then and that's the trust that I that that builds the so solid foundation of a, of a relationship. And so thank you for that. Thank you. And I and I think that um, I think it's a huge advantage to building trust in a relationship mm -hmm. if you always honor what you say you're going to do. And I think if I've ever perhaps been compromised in that situation is is when perhaps I overpromise. Mm -hmm. Um and because I do want to um uh I do want to um you know do, if somebody's asked me to do something I want to mm -hmm. follow through on that and commit to that. So I yeah. think need I just need to be careful that I don't commit to too much because 
what would um, what would what would uh, disappoint me is if I had to cancel something that I couldn't follow through on. Yeah. But my experience with you is that even if you have to, you will always make sure that something else happens or that, you know, in some way, shape or form, you do honor your promise. And and what I really appreciate about you is you also you also say when something's not going to happen, you communicate that very clearly. And you're saying, I'm sorry, I overpromised, I can't make it. And it's it's never from a place of ego of... I'm right, you're wrong. You know, there's always conversation about it. And I think for building trust, that's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think as well that um, it's uh, it makes me feel better when at least I've been honest with somebody, even if I've had to cancel something. Um, yeah. I'd rather be transparent about that than perhaps just say, you know, I, I was unwell or... Um, yeah. you know, I forgot, you know. Um. So personal integrity is really important for trust, right? For the, the, the ability to walk your talk. And it, again, if something happens and, and I can't walk my talk, it's about the, the ability to admit that I can't, you know, for whatever reason. Again, I've over, I've over promised and our self-care. I think sometimes people, people forget that self-care is really, really important. So, and, and, and work sometimes again, Like, um, I mean, I, I always, I always have the agreement with my friends. A lot of my friends work are self-employed or work as consultants or contractors. So if something happens with work and we've got a private arrangement, then we can say, look, this is, this has priority. Of course, trust is only built if you actually honor, let's say four out of five times. But if it's a consistent pattern of work comes first, work comes first, work comes first, that probably won't build trust so much after a while. But thanks no. Not after. I've got friends I can trust. Yeah, not no, not after a while. I think you know everybody has things that crop up in life, and particularly you know people who have busy jobs or other responsibilities, maybe mm. care responsibilities, and they're going to put you know a, a child first. Absolutely. Um, but yes, I think if if somebody says they're going to do something and 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 lets you down sort of time after time, um, then I think you would probably lose trust in mm. that. Um, And and, um, and and maybe, you know, I think surrounding yourself with people who you do trust and then perhaps, you know, if you have got people in your life that um, you can't rely on so much, um, it's not that you don't have them in your life, it's just that you don't rely on them so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you per, you pair back the trust. You trust them to a little bit, but yeah, you're not involving them that much in your life anymore. Yeah. So the question I always think is we, we talk about trust is earned. But um, where do we start trust? Because sometimes I talk to people and they go, and I say, so if you if you had a bank account, where does the person start? And they go at zero. And I say, well, but trust, if trust has to be earned, if somebody makes a mistake and they're not meeting it to the degree that you expect, they're immediately in the red. There's no way for them to come up again. So where do we start building trust? I mean, that put a, put a figure on it. Do we start with $10, with $100? And, you know, like depending on how, you know, how you decrease the value of trust. Like every time somebody screws up, I take out $10 out of the account. But again, starting with zero is probably not going to work. We have to extend some sort of trust to people first, don't we? Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's about, you know, how vulnerable you're prepared to be. Yes, so For example, if you decided to go to a counselor, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
and talk about some very personal kind of things in your life, you know, I think that you would probably put trust in that person mm. quickly. Um, yeah. you know, or, you know, if you, I'm thinking back to when I had a major operation about five years ago, you know, there I am laying on, on you know, just about to go into the operation theatre, you know. Um, yeah. I had put the 100% trust in that surgeon. I hadn't, you know, I was in such a vulnerable position. So I think, I think it depends on kind of, you know, um, if, if, if it's building a friendship, I think it would be about getting to know somebody, you know, you know, them getting to know you, what your perhaps expectations are around that relationship, you getting to know what their expectations are around that relationship. Yeah. And I think maybe that could start from, I don't know, perhaps not zero, Angela, but, you know, maybe it's 50% and then you kind of go, okay, can I really trust this person? Yeah. Actually. Plus three times I've asked them to do something, they've let me down, or they lied to me on something and I feel very hurt. Yeah. You know, or it goes the other way and you kind of go, wow, you know, this person really, really is 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 reliable and and um, I'm feeling like you know I really trust them. So I think it depends on who 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 that what your relationship is with that person. If it's a surgeon and you're going in for an operation, nothing you can do, you have to trust them, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so even a even a cab driver, right? You know, you don't know how long they've been driving for. You don't know whether they're going to get you to your destination. They might drive down a dark lane and, you know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so I think, you know, there's, I think, you know, I think we have to kind of work out a bit of an instinct, I think, as well around people, Mm. you know, instinct around that person. Um, I mean, we are wired for connection. I mean, our brains are designed in such a way that we do want to connect with people. But um, do we, I mean, the question is, we've doubled our world population since I was, you know, I don't know, in the last 30 years. And it's, it's a question now, it's, it's like, how, how can we, can we still trust people when there are so many people, you know, like, I mean, I, I know of people who live in neighborhoods where they don't know their neighbors. You know, so trust has shifted considerably, I think, because we live in much larger, larger um, communities where you don't have to necessarily keep your word anymore. You don't have to be trustworthy in that sense that you have you 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 um, hold co- uh, confidentialities, for example, or you honor your commitment because you can disappear disappear into the crowd. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Well, I you know I'm I'm thinking really it's all about our experiences, isn't it? Really, is you know the the experience that we had. Um, you know, as children around trust, you know, did we trust our parents? Did we trust our teachers? Yeah. You know, did we trust our main caregivers? Then, you know, did you did you have trust? In, could you trust your friendship groups? So I think trust a lot of, is, is based on experiences. Um, so, you know, I'll give you an example of a bad experience I had when I was in uh, living in London, um, where um, a, a burglar basically got into to, um, the house in the middle of the night and, and walked into my bedroom. And so, you know, I wouldn't trust not leaving my, I uh, wouldn't trust not locking my windows and doors at night, for example, because of that terrible experience. Other people probably, you know, wouldn't, you know, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't be negligent, but perhaps wouldn't be so untrusted. So I think some of the experiences you have can um, perhaps lead to you not trusting. Mm. So if you had a bad experiences with a cab driver, for example, you know, might not trust cab drivers. Um, so I think we need a balance between not, not trusting people 
because um, it would be a very sad life if we just didn't trust anybody until it was built up 100%, you know, um, but also not to be naive either, um, yeah. to kind of perhaps, you know, be slightly wary until you feel you've built up enough trust with that yeah. person. You raise a really good point because that when you were just mentioning that, I, I just I just wondered, is there, do men have different trust levels than, to, than women? Because I know that there's, um, I, I read a book, I think that's something about the title had something with macho in it. Anybody can ask me if you want to know more about it. But this guy used to run workshops and he would put the whiteboard up and he would put a line down the middle and he would put men and women at the top. And then he would say to men, so when's the last time you've actually checked for your, for your safety and whether you could, you know, you would be, you would be safe and there would be crickets. They would just look at him and go, what kind of question is that? And then he would ask the women and he would say, so when is the last time you've actually checked whether you were safe? And everybody went on the way through the car park into the building, you know, Every woman had a story about when she last checked her safety. And I think that is also a question of trust. Yes, trusting herself. I can trust myself to be safe, but can I trust that my environment is? So I think that probably is influenced by what we read in the media and perhaps mm -hmm. what we watch in movies and TV shows. And I read a very interesting um, news article last weekend, and it was about a woman who said um, she doesn't take her dog for a walk in the fields anymore in the afternoon um, and um, because she doesn't feel safe, you know, because she's heard that, you know, women can get attacked, you know, in the daytime now. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I thought, well, you know, I suppose for the whole time I've been alive, you'd be wary about, you know, walking on your own at night anywhere. Yes. But when I was younger, I wouldn't have... Uh, it, it would have been normal for me to take my dog for a walk in a hospital and not see anybody, you know. And I thought that was really sad about where we are now is that woman is saying, I don't take my dog for a walk in the field anymore, you know, um, because in, in the afternoon, because um, I don't trust that there's not anybody there that's going to harm me. Um, so I think some of, some of it is based around kind of, you know, what we read in the media. If we read that somebody's been attacked, oh, we're not going to walk in the park. Yeah. We don't have that environment anymore. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, um, I mean, we've got so many aspects to life where we shouldn't really trust people anymore. But at the same time, I know that I, I've got neighbors who are really trustworthy. I've got friends who are really trustworthy. I know as a coach, you know, like I have, I have clients I can trust because it's a reciprocal relationship. There are so many ways in which I can trust, but at the same time, there are so many scenarios. Again, can I trust somebody not to repeat something on social media? You know, like do, do people have the boundaries in place to actually trust what confidential information they might be given? Um, but can I trust also somebody to expose information that may need to go out that shouldn't be kept secret? I mean, trust has so many different aspects. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I suppose that's sort of you know maybe maybe that's you wouldn't say something confidential to somebody maybe in the first place if you didn't trust them. And, yeah. You know, or you might have to have a caveat and say, "I'm telling you this in confidence. I really don't want this to go anywhere else. Yeah. I'm sharing this with you, but you know, I really don't want you to repeat it." So, you know, I. You know, I think it's about being very clear about your expectations. And if they mm. breach trust, well, kind of, you know, yeah, 
learned a lesson, I suppose. And, and it's interesting you talk about, you know, people we don't trust and people we do trust. I probably err on the side of trusting pr- probably pretty much most people in that I come into contact, whether it be a bus driver, cab driver, um, you know, and tradespeople. And I know, you know, um, I'm out the door by seven o'clock in the morning, for example. And so if um, a tradesman has to come round, I would normally say, look, can you be here at seven? I'll let you in and I'll leave them here. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends say to me, what, you, you left the plumber in your house all day and you weren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I trust my plumber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, the the the, the transparency of <clears throat> apps and social media and all of that and and reviews and you know, on one hand, yes, they create distrust, but they also create trust. I can I can leave somebody in the space because you know they 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 are connected. I can I can trace them. I can follow them. But again, if we have had the personal relationship, then that's for me. That's good enough. Um, yeah. You know and. Yeah. So, you know, as we are talking, I mean, I'm realizing we can we can talk about this for such a long time because there are so many different aspects to trust. The more we talk about this, the more I realize how much trust there is. But as with every of those these videos and these conversations here, it's not about necessarily giving the answers. This is the ideas for you to explore what does trust mean in your life. And as Jill and I are talking here, hopefully that triggers something for you as well. Um, but there's one thing that that we haven't touched on, which is really, really important to me and to my life and to my work, which I'd really like to bring into the conversation. And that's how do we build trust by being emotionally de- um, consistent? A lot of people break trust because they have very random um, emotional responses to things like they they scream, yell and shout. They leave the room. They do all sorts of things. And one of the ways in which we do trust is by having a consistent response where somebody can trust that we're not going to lose the plot, that we're not going to let them ab- abandon them and leave the room and without any explanation or ghost them or whatever it might be, but that they can trust that we may that we will be able to talk about our emotions rather than explode them all over the place um have you got any other aspect of community of of trust that you can think of that we haven't covered yet um i think um i think it's i think it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and other people to be vulnerable and you're there to support them without judgment and i Perhaps we just need to be mindful that there are times when it's probably worth being vulnerable um, to build trust um, and, and perhaps not put up a, a protect too much of a protection yeah. uh, that we anybody in at all. Yeah, absolutely. And from, from where I sit, um, it's, it starts off with trusting yourself. Because if I, you know, like, again, you you can leave your plumber there because you can trust yourself to handle whatever, if anything were to happen, you'd be able to deal with that. And uh, and so the question is, can you trust other people if you can't trust yourself? Um, it would be difficult, I think. Yeah. I think I always say be honest with yourself before you can be honest with anybody else. You know, we might kid ourselves about something, Um And people will see through that. So I think it's a be, being honest with yourself mm. and be honest with other people. Yeah. So how do we build trust with ourselves? Probably the same way we build trust with others, right? Well, I think, I think you know, I think probably, um, you know, perhaps trust your instincts about things, you know, um, and perhaps, um, 
sometimes question, you know, kind of why you're doing something or why you're saying something, you know, um, and and how it feels, um, how it feels, you know, um, when you say something to somebody or when you do let somebody down, how does that feel inside, make you yeah. feel inside? Is that, is it uncomfortable? Probably is. Yeah. And I don't know. And, are you happy being uncomfortable about letting somebody down or would you rather be comfortable and be honest? I'm sorry I let you down. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about personal integrity again. Yeah. So integrity and trust are, are really connected. So yeah. with ourselves and with other people. Okay. Well, shall we leave it at this point and then maybe have this conversation over a glass of um, something or a cup of something? at another time and again I invite everybody to to have this conversation with people around you and just see you know how do you build trust do you and and if something is in the way of building trust address it have the conversation with somebody and saying you know I'm beginning to not trust you or whatever it might be and it's the courage and the vulnerability that Jill mentioned that we really need to have that so thank you so much Jill it's been great chatting to you Angela thank you you've been listening to hashtag 52 needs with me Angela Heise These podcasts are not created to provide answers, but to invite you to explore your own needs and discover what works for you. Find out more about my coaching and emotional intelligence programs by following Into Possibilities on Instagram at AngelaHeise.com and at my YouTube channel. And I'd love it if you shared this podcast with your friends, work colleagues and family. And I'll see you next time.